ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk All Around Sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to my 322nd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is Tom Brady taking the field last Thursday night against the Eagles in a preseason game and looking every bit like the GOAT. Uh, as he just took the team right down the field uh, with the opening drive uh, of the season for him, preseason, however you want to term it. And he just looked fabulous. He played, uh, played throughout the first half and just looked like the Brady of old. Uh, and not something taken for granted up here in New England, given the... Uh, uh, unusual offseason for him where for the first time ever he did not attend uh, every offseason activity, uh, missed some OTAs, that type of thing. And, of course, there was all these stories swirling around about potential internal strife, relationships with Bill Belichick, and on and on and on. So, again bit of an unusual offseason for Brady, but as he's been doing for hard to believe 19 years, he basically uh, put it all to rest with his play on the field, and he just looked terrific. So it's going to be an interesting season again. Uh, the, the saying up here in New England is uh, as long as you have Belichick and Brady, all the rest is just details. And, of course, you could throw in Gronk to that equation as well these days in recent years. But it's so true, and uh, the Patriot machine just looks like it's going to keep on rolling. Uh, Again, the months and months of uh, negativity, speculation, uh, the take up here in New England where I'm based, uh, literally 20 minutes away from Gillette Stadium, has been, uh, you know, a razor-sharp focus on Brady and doing things this offseason, or should I say not doing things that he's just simply never done before. Uh, But the minute he takes the field, he just puts everything to rest. It doesn't matter. So everybody up here in New England is feeling very, very good again. Uh, ready for another run, uh, it appears. They've been in, I think, eight straight 
AFC championships, uh, just stunning. Uh, having the good fortune to cover the Patriots up close and personal. It's just reached a point of basically sports history now on a daily basis. And, uh, or should I say weekly basis, just every time they take the field, uh, Belichick and or Brady are setting some new NFL record, it seems, literally every single week. So it's just uh, remarkable to be a part of, and it just goes on and on. And based on what we saw last Thursday evening, uh, there's no reason to believe it won't continue to go on and on and on, and uh, certainly at least through this season. So people are excited up here, uh, and... All is well in Patriot land. Well, my bizarre story of the week is thinking how long it's been since we have seen Andrew Luck throw a football in a game, basically. Um, But we're really going to get a good taste of it tonight uh, on the debut, uh, preseason debut of Monday Night Football, where the Ravens are playing the Colts. And Andrew Luck is scheduled to play basically the first whole first half. And I, for one, cannot wait to sit down and watch him. Uh, not often we say that for a preseason game, but this is different. I think it's been uh, many hundreds of days since we've seen Andrew Luck firing a football. Uh, but that'll end tonight. Uh, so really, really looking forward to it. Um, He is, uh, you know, fascinating person who has been giving a lot of interviews lately of how he literally thought he might not even ever play again, or at least that thought crossed his mind. Uh, But he's bounced back. He is just uh, dripping with enthusiasm. Uh, He's reborn, happy to be out on the field. And so it's just going to be fascinating to watch him tonight. And just see if he can still uh, zing it and fling it like he has uh, throughout his career before the shoulder injury. And so it's just going to be fun to see Andrew Luck uh, back behind center again. So looking forward to it. My low light of the week are some of the preseason injuries. uh, Flipping back to the Patriots. We uh, Patriots lost their number one draft pick. Isaiah win to an Achilles injury last Thursday in the preseason game out for the year. Uh, That's an ouch for any team, uh, particularly for the Patriots this year, because they need offensive line depth. Uh, As you all recall, uh, left tackle, as in protecting Brady's blind side, Nate Solder, uh, moved on from the Patriots, signed with the New York Giants. So the Patriots are uh, in need of someone at that extremely valuable position. Uh, is there any more valuable position in sports than protecting Tom Brady? Uh, very likely, no. <laughs> and So that one hit hard. Uh, but as usual, there's always a lot of injuries. Uh, one in particular comes right to mind, of course, A.J. McCarron quarterback of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, It looks like the jury's still out 
or at least the doctor's opinion is still out as to whether or not he has a broken collarbone or whatever. I guess the first round of tests were inconclusive. And so just remains to be seen whether or not uh, he has a, a, a short-term injury and he'll be right back or if it's something that could really affect him uh, well into the season. So uh, just a fact of life in the NFL. It's just going to happen. Uh, happens every preseason. It's always uh, always just too bad. And again, you, you know, nothing worse than seeing a draft pick before they even – get on the field for a regular season game, have their uh, season taken away from him. And uh, again, for the Patriots to lose their number one pick and have it be an offensive lineman and someone who before the year ended might've been instrumental in protecting Tom Brady. uh, Doesn't get any bigger than that. That's for sure. So lots of other things going on. Uh, Hard Knocks uh, has been interesting with the Cleveland Browns. Josh Gordon uh, is apparently returning to the team, which should make for some interesting episodes on Hard Knocks coming up. Uh, And been a good show to watch. Uh, As always, I really enjoy it. It really gives you some behind-the-scenes glimpses. And uh, can't wait to see how... Josh Gordon showing up at Brown's camp uh, should make for some good theater that, again, will be captured. So why don't we take our break, and next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Get ready for the Get Down with Hurley Brown. Want to get inside of the minds of the players and coaches? We'll talk everything sports, but with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. We'll review and preview the week's big games. We'll talk about the draft choices and free agents and go inside the teams for news, recruiting, and what's next from the colleges to the pro teams. It's the Get Down with Hurley Brown, Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Are you ready for a broad look at everything to do with the world of sports? If so, tune in to the Mike Abadir Show. It's a unique perspective to the connections between sports and business. Host Mike Abadir has negotiated numerous deals in the NFL. Along with co-host Gino Bacola, Mike will bring his expertise, discussion, and some terrific guests to the airwaves. Listen live for the Mike Abadir Show every Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America. 
You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thanks, as always, for calling in. And, uh, well, AP, it's really here uh, once and for all, it seems, college football. Uh, AP just released its top 25 uh, within the past hour or two. Uh, and that's something we're going to get to. But the story of the year so far in college football continues to be the Alabama quarterback situation. So what's the latest down there in Tuscaloosa, where you're located in that area. You're located down there well, in Alabama. Well, John, let the audience know that they had a scrimmage a couple of weeks ago, and Tua, he was very good during that first scrimmage, throwing three, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. And Jalen Hurts, he had three or four interceptions, no touchdowns. But they had a scrimmage this past Saturday, and Jalen had a very good day, and, and Tua was was uh, pretty good himself. So it seems like Jalen regained some of his confidence, and from the people that I speak to, and what I can gather, Jalen should be on campus when they start school the 22nd. So he'll be staying, and the competition will continue. I believe the first game, the two quarterbacks will play, and we'll have to just see what happens. But that's that's been the the method that and the approach that Nick Saban has taken when he's had two quarterbacks in a stiff competition. Now, Tua has been the leader uh, for a while, but I think Jalen, uh, he's just coming on now. So we're going to see how things uh, transpire. But I believe they'll both play in the first game. You do. Now, who's the first game against, AP? Oh, that's at... Orlando, neutral site versus Louisville from the ACC. Oh, so big game. Labor Day weekend, Saturday night at 8 o'clock, right? Saturday night, 8 p.m., yes. All right, uh, down there at the Camping World Bowl, formerly the Citrus Bowl. Um, So, it's a high-profile game, obviously. Again, national TV on Labor Day weekend. So, you you believe both will play that night? Uh, I know Nick uh, Saban has done different things in the past uh, with two quarterbacks. If memory serves me correctly, maybe he's has he alternated series or quarters or halves. How, how has he typically done it in the past? It, it's usually been, I would say, in the three to four series of piece. You know, you, someone starts and then the other person gets a chance. Two years ago. Uh, Jalen was a true freshman. Blake Barnett highly recruited as well. I think he won the Elite 11, actually. He started against USC in Arlington, Texas. And Jalen's 
came in after a while. His first play, he kind of fumbled the ball. I don't, I can't remember if it went to the other team, but he fumbled the ball. Well, he had a good day. They ended up beating USC 52 to six, I think it was. And from that point on, it was really Jalen's team. Wow, that's fabulous. Well, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be fun to watch, and you know, great perspective, uh, and you know, on your part, some inside scoop on the premier college football program of them all, of course, Alabama, and AP, the AP top twenty-five, <laughs> no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> not your top twenty-five, although I think you would agree with the number one pick. <laughs> um, never made that connection before. AP is in Associated yeah. Press. Uh, issued their top 25 within the past hour or two, and no surprise, uh, Alabama is the number one team in the country preseason. And number two is Clemson. They were the only other team. Uh, no, I think maybe Wisconsin got one first-place vote. Uh, yes. I mean, and Clemson got, what, 18, and Alabama got 42. Uh, so yeah. Alabama dominant again as a preseason pick for number one. And uh, so, yeah, uh, here we go again, AP. And, you, you know, no surprise. I don't think there's too many people would have thought any other team besides Alabama would have been number one. Well, this year, John, uh, especially, I think Alabama, even though there's a question mark with the quarterback situation, they could have maybe their best offense all around since Nick Saban's uh, came to Tuscaloosa. They have strong, powerful, fast running backs, plenty of good receivers, three freshmen who played quite a bit last year at that position, a host of tight ends. I mean, they have one that's most physically gifted. I'm not even sure he's going to get much playing time this year. Offensive line, no, that's a, that's a question mark. They have some talented players, but they have to be a cohesive unit, uh, and they have two quarterbacks that have won, and they've both won big. So why not pick Alabama? Uh, you know, defensively, it's you know the secondary will be young and inexperienced, so that's that gives Nick Saban some sleepless nights. Believe me, I don't think I've seen him fret about his defense as I have this season in his press conferences. So, but the defensive line is very strong. Uh, Raquan Davis, he's six foot seven, three hundred something pounds, can chase you down, not just affect you with his height and his reach and his length, but he can actually uh, run down these quarterbacks at six foot seven, three hundred pounds. It's really frightening. And wow. Quinnen yeah, Williams is a, a younger player that had some. Uh, Came off the, in a reserve role last season. He's coming on about six four two ninety, and then Isaiah Bugs was you know a top junior college defensive end that played last season. He's he's a strong player and leader. So the defensive line now the linebackers at Alabama, John, they're getting kind of thinned out. A couple injuries. Uh, Terrell uh, Terrell Lewis, the ACL, he's out. Uh, this past week, Chris Allen had ACL, he's out. So they're kind of thin on the inside and the outside, but you know they picked up a recruit from the University of Washington that uh, didn't qualify, and so he's at Alabama. He's like the top inside linebacker. So you know, and they got new punter uh, 
from South Carolina, freshman punter. He's on, along the lines of J.K. Scott. I mean, nobody's as good as J.K. Scott right now. And then they have two kickers. One's a hot shot from Louisiana, Joseph Pulava, and then a transfer from Temple, who, oh, by the way, his hometown is Orlando, and that's the first game. Oh, wow. Homecoming. That'll be great. Homecoming. Yeah, so I don't know if he's going to get the nod. but uh, So they have their usual, you know, talented group of players at Alabama, and now it's just a question of developing and uh, getting stronger as the season progresses, you know, getting through some of those difficult moments, which in this first game, you know, against Bobby Petrino, Alabama, the 25-point favorite. So, but you have to remember that Bob Petrino, you know, he likes to go through the air to score quite a few of his points. And, I mean, if you can confuse that secondary, I mean, anything could happen, right? That's the equalizer if you have a passer that can get get the ball to the receivers and have a scheme that confuses the other side, even though they're stronger. You know, if Alabama stumbles in the running game and Louisville gets the ball, I mean, that's their chance to put the pressure on Alabama. Right, especially since you said that, if I heard you correctly, that the Alabama secondary is somewhat young and unproven, correct? Absolutely. There's only one player back there that started, Deontay Thompson, who was very good, but everyone else coming from junior college, high school, or reserve. Wow. Well, that is going to be interesting. Again, Bobby Petrino obviously no longer has Lamar Jackson, who's with the Ravens, but he... uh, Always creative on the offensive side of the ball, and Louisville's uh, quality program that certainly has a lot of talent in there. And uh, so, yeah, so they're, they're going to show up to play, um, no question about it. And you know, if there's anybody who could, you know, target a young secondary, it would probably be Bobby Petrino. Yeah, absolutely. And he spoke at a luncheon last week uh, and predicted that they would come to Orlando and win. He did. Okay, well, that's also sounds like Bobby Petrino. He's not shy. Yeah. Well, you know, you watch your team believing at all times that you have the possibility to win. Correct. Your coach no doubt about it. that. No doubt about oh. that. Um, well, great, you know, analysis and description of, you know, Alabama and what they're, you know, how they're looking heading into this year as AP's number one team and... You know, we got a glimpse this year, uh, you know, uh, peek behind the curtain with ESPN's uh, training days with the Tide. We talked about it at length last week. And, uh, you know, so I'll speak for myself. I feel like I know I have a better clue into Alabama football going into the season than I've had in years. So it's, it's really going to be interesting to watch because they are a true dynasty. Oh, yeah, John. And uh, it's really entertaining for me personally because many years ago, I guess it's going on 51 years now, that uh, ABC had a one-hour special about Coach Bryant Imagine on, on a Friday night. Imagine that. I mean, in, in that day and age when there was three channels and they had a one-hour special about a college football coach and it happened wow. to be from the University of Alabama. Boy, that's something I'd like to see re- uh, resurrected. I'd enjoy seeing an encore presentation of that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah, they, they show that quite a bit when he's giving the halftime speech, and the first game was against Florida State, and they were coming off an undefeated season. Of, uh, they had trounced Nebraska in the Sugar Bowl 34-7, to I believe, with Kenny Stabler. 
and they should have been like a three-time uh, champion, but uh, it was given to Notre Dame after they tied Michigan State. You know, Notre Dame didn't go to a bowl in those days, but they tied in Michigan State, and uh, Alabama was coming off two back-to-back championships. Imagine that today, John, if you're undefeated, coming off back-to-back championships, going for your third, and they give it to another team. That wouldn't happen today, but different system, of course. Uh but, yeah, it's a fascinating uh, documentary. You could probably see it on YouTube. I know about Coach Bryan, and, you know, he was a little bit reluctant to have the cameras in there, but uh, it ended up being a, a classic, and everyone should see that about Coach Bryan. And some people in this day and age might say, who's that, who's that fellow they're talking about that might be uh, or have been as good as Nick Saban? Correct. There you go. Um, well, I'll have to look that up. Um, and I, I forgot, AP, that, yeah, that, you know, we all obviously all remember the Michigan State-Notre Dame game from 1966. Uh, at least everyone of a certain age would. But I didn't realize that Alabama was undefeated and going through their third national championship that year and that they basically <laughs> yeah. lost out when Notre Dame was awarded that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Notre were, Dame with a tie. <laughs> Nothing they could do. Yeah, nothing they could do. Yeah. No, nothing they could do. I mean, that game was just the ultimate. There's a lot of games of the century, but that truly was the game of the century that year. And uh, the list of players who played in that game is still legendary to this day, starting with, you know, Bubba Smith and going from there. Um, yeah. yeah, George so, Webster, uh, Clinton yep. Smith, Gene Washington, Jimmy Ray from Michigan State, those are the ones I recall. And then Terry Hanready, right? Or. Oh yeah, uh, you know Jim Seymour. Uh, Jim Seymour uh, was Rocky Blyer in that game, possibly. Uh, oh yeah, Rocky Blyer would have been in that game. Uh, oh yeah, just on and on. Alan Page, perhaps. Uh, yeah. And on and on and on. Quite yeah, a game. The list, yeah. yeah, the list is just endless to say the least. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we're at the end of our first segment. Uh, Still have a lot more to get to, but why don't we take a break now and we'll get to everything more on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all of our show archives on demand, all from your iOS, Amazon Kindle, or Android device. Download it from the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Where's America listeners? Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is one 888 346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports. And A.P., in the previous segment, we were talking about the Associated Press Top 25, and Alabama, no surprise, was number one. We're going to talk about the other teams. Before we do that, though, I did, you, you had mentioned, of course, the stable of running backs for Alabama. Uh, did I read where uh, uh, Nar- Narji Harris, Najee Harris, was uh, injured in the last week or two? Yes, he did. Uh, Najee uh, Harris, he did injure his foot, but it's not supposed to prevent him from uh, getting back to the team, maybe the first game, if not the second. You know, if they hold him out the first game, I wouldn't be surprised, but he should be okay, I think, by the second game. Okay. So, nothing serious? No, nothing serious. All right. Well, that's good to hear. If I remember correctly, he was the player of the year just two years ago, correct? Top player in the country from Antioch High School, California. Correct. Wow. They get them from everywhere, AP, don't they? More than any other team, they get them from everywhere, including Tua from Hawaii. <laughs> that's that's correct. Yeah, it surprises me as well as this, how this brand has become national. Oh yeah, it's just amazing. You've seen it all over the years, and uh, but it's never been quite like this. Uh, so it's really fun to watch and. So why don't we go to the number two team in the country, and Clemson, and they're the clear number two since Alabama got 42 first-place votes in the Associated Press poll. Clemson got 18. Other than Wisconsin receiving one, Clemson was the only other team to have any first-place votes, and they got 18 of them, which is uh, actually a substantial number. So, AP, the first question i got to ask, quarterback. Who, who's They had a quarterback last year who did pretty well, uh, you know, um, Kelly Bryant. Kelly Bryant. So Kelly Bryant's back, I assume, right? Yeah, he's back. Yeah, but they have a a really good freshman uh, that showed out well in the spring game, uh, Trevor Lawrence, and I think he might overtake him. Is he the kid with the long hair? Long hair. Yep. Okay, I'm yeah, thinking he, of the right yeah, kid. He, yes. Yeah, yeah I, I think he might overtake him. I believe. 
at some point. He's from, uh, you know, Georgia there, but I think he's going to be, you know, the the uh, top quarterback for Clemson in the long run. And, uh, you know, they had this situation before, I think, with Dabo Sweeney when Deshaun Watson was there, actually. I think there was some competition at, at a point in time. And he went with Deshaun Watson, who was, I think, uh, a, the backup or something. But he made the decision. So I don't think Dabo is going to hesitate to make the switch if that's the case. Yeah, well, one of the reasons Clemson has suddenly uh, set themselves apart with Alabama from basically the rest of the pack, given they've been re- meeting recently in national championship games, what have you, um, is that Dabo is bold. He's not afraid to, uh, you know, follow his gut and make the moves he thinks he needs to make and doesn't worry about, you know, uh, any blowback. Um, the, the same way as Nick Saban, and for that matter, the same way as Bill Belichick. They'll, they'll do what they think is right, and none of them have to fear for their job over one bad decision, no matter what the situation. Uh, but anyway, back to Clemson. So, yeah, um, I mean, they're just have become an elite program. Again, they've set themselves apart. Obviously, Georgia, who's number three in the preseason poll, played last year in the national championship game against Alabama, but the previous two years was indeed Clemson, and they won one, a national championship. So they've just become, uh, really, uh, they and Alabama are now, you know, Alabama's on its own level. Clemson's on its own level, and they're right behind them. And basically, it's the rest from there. Yeah, John, I think because Clemson realizes that you have good people up front, exceptional people up front. They have four defensive linemen that I believe will probably be drafted uh, in the first two rounds. Wow. I would say three at the minimum, but I think the first two rounds. And I've heard that. Uh, you know, I heard that the yeah, defensive yeah, line is good. unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, John. So if you if you can neutralize somebody at the point of attack, then you could create a one-dimensional situation for their offense. Then you have an advantage. Sure, sure. Of, yeah. of, of course, uh, I, I have seen that work against the team one time, and you will appreciate this story, John. Alabama shut down. Uh, uh, there was a running back in Michigan, uh, the train or something that effect had 12, 1400 yards. Alabama shut him down in the Orange Bowl. Lo and behold, they had this quarterback with the initials TB, and he set a record that night, 396 yards, breaking Frank Broyles' record when he was at Georgia Tech as a quarterback, I believe, named Tom Brady. <laughs> I remember that night, TB. Yeah. Wow. And, and they beat Alabama TB by TB 10 back in Alabama. those days. His number was 10 TB, in Michigan, right? TB 10, right. And, he, and they missed the, Alabama missed the extra point in overtime. It was 35-34. Really good ball game. Sean Alexander had 150 yards, three touchdowns. Looked like they were going to uh, beat Michigan that night. They played, Alabama played without the, uh, their outstanding All-American, I think, Allen Trophy winner, Chris Samuels, left tackle. But they still were able to pile up a lot of yards, but they couldn't stop. The receivers, I think there was a tall receiver from Michigan at 250-yard touch, and he kind of caught the ball, a catch-and-run uh, uh, touchdown and beat Alabama, yeah, 35-34. Yeah, I remember the game like it was yesterday, AP, as clearly you do too. It was like uh, that was obviously Tom Brady's coming-out party, 
you know, everybody knew the name Tom Brady, but unfortunately, a lot of it was due to the fact that he was fighting it out with, you know, Drew Henson, who at that point was signed by the Yankees as well, New York Yankees to play baseball. And uh, so, yeah, he came in as a freshman and got some starting jobs. So it was the battle with Drew Henson that kind of, you know, put Tom Brady on the map. But, you know, everybody knew his name. I mean, you know, if you if you followed yeah. college football, you knew the name Tom Brady, but after that bowl game against Alabama, everybody knew the name Tom Brady. That, that was, again, that, that's when he served notice of what he was capable of. Right, and there's another situation where he had a, two quarterbacks, uh, became high profile, and Tom Brady, he beat out the competition, uh, especially in that bowl game. But uh, coaches have to make these decisions, and if you can look back, you're thinking, well, why in the world did he played Drew Henson when you had Tom Brady. Well, maybe it's right. not as clear-cut, and they're in the developmental stage. Yeah, well, the coach was Lloyd Carr, and the other quarterback that was in that mix, if I remember correctly, was Brian Greasy, correct? Well, he was in that, yeah, they Drew Henson, Brian Greasy, uh, yep. Tom Brady. I think they all overlapped a little bit. So there was a, a plethora of uh, capable people. Correct, correct, no doubt about it. Um. Well, again, Clemson, they've arrived. And, you know, it's nice because, you know, I had the good fortune to go down to one of those national championship games of Alabama-Clemson down there in Phoenix, uh, Arizona, Glendale to be specific. And the Clemson fan base is like no other. The, the, their fight song still to this day rings in my head. I sat right beside him at that game. <laughs> <laughs> and they had half the stadium. Uh, but that's actually not my first memory of them because my first is uh, going down the road here, 20 minutes to Boston College to watch Clemson play at BC. We're talking a decade ago. And I think it was in the Matt Ryan days. <clears throat> so big game. Okay. And boy, AP, I walked in to the Clemson section. I just was, you know, uh, that's the ramp that I happened to come up at the precise moment. I was a few minutes late that, Clemson scored, and I'll never forget it as long as I live. And it was just like electric with all the fans there and the noise they made. This is, again, at BC's Alumni Stadium, and that has stuck with me all these years where I just thought, now that is a good fan base. Of course, wearing their orange and their paws and, uh, you know, mixed in with some purple. And so I think it's great. Nice people. I've met so many people you know, when Clemson, when Clemson plays up here, and I think they might be playing up here this year, as a matter of fact, uh, both teams in the ACC, of course. Clemson fans literally flood the streets of Boston. It's an awesome sight, uh, like no other. <laughs> There's no other fan base. Where, you're, where if no. you're, you know, if I'm in downtown Boston on that weekend, you're going to see Clemson fans, that's for sure, especially Friday night before the game. It's awesome. Yeah, I would say, John, in that league, they might have the best fans, you know, Virginia Tech, uh, you know, Florida State, but I would say Clemson's the most passionate of that group, I would think. I think I totally agree, based on what I've you seen. Know, Personal, first-hand you know, experience. My, right, yeah, Miami fans come out of the woodwork when they're very good, but I think overall Clemson will be there. They're very loyal, dependable. John, I'll, I'll take you back a little bit further. I was at the Doug Flutie uh, refrigerator parity game in the 80s. You were? When they, 
I was at that ball game. I sure was. It was a Saturday. They used to play at Boston College around six o'clock or so. Start their game. If it was a night game, something like that. Yeah, and uh, Boston College beat them that night with with Refrigerator Perry. Beat Clemson. Beat Clemson. They sure did. Oh, I was at the. Uh, speak of the same era, I was at the game at Foxborough, the old Foxborough Stadium. The day after Thanksgiving when Doug Flutie and BC hosted Alabama in one of the craziest weather games of all time. There was a massive power outage. Remember that game? Oh, oh John, that was I've Famous. never been so cold. I've only been that cold at the uh, Liberty Bowl game, Coach Bryant's last game in Memphis. But that game, uh, what I recall, John, rain, yep. then the hail. Like a tornado. The, the snow snow, and the power outage, and it just, you're frozen to the bone. Yep, I was there, frozen to the bone, and I'll never forget it. Legendary game. One of the worst weather, bad weather games of all time because it was basically like you just named it all, different, all these different elements. It was like a nor'easter combined with a tornado all in one on the same day <laughs> during, during the same game. <laughs> just insane. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, famous, famous game, 1985 or thereabouts, if I'm not mistaken, around that era. So it was something else. Yeah, I think it was 83, John, actually. 83. Okay. Yep. Makes sense. Um, 83 or 84. 83 or 84, I forgot. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, by the way, just real quickly, BC is, you know, uh, rated by some to make a little noise this year. They've got some returning players, uh, favorable schedule. Um, program has been a bit down, shall we say, average at best over the last few years. But uh, right. uh, there, there's more optimism heading into the season for this BC team than I've seen in a while. So uh, they have a great running back, A.J. Dillon, who I saw play often yes. in high school from Lawrence Academy in up in Groton, Massachusetts, this kid's the real deal, and they say he's going to be a Heisman contender. And I saw him in high school two or three times, right. and he is terrific. So nice to see. Oh, oh yeah, and they have a running quarterback, I think, John. Right? They do, they do. And oh, by the way, you mentioned Miami earlier. They also host Miami this year. So BC is hosting both Miami and Clemson here in Boston. So. People in Boston are kind of excited this year for BC. Yeah, because if you have a good running game, John, you can negate a lot of teams with their passing, of course. And that helps exactly. you defensively. But, exactly. Uh, Steve Adazio usually has a pretty hard-nosed football team. Correct, correct. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if there's some talent there, Steve Adazio knows how to win games. He's, he's been around the block, to say the least. So it could be fun up here this year. It'd be nice to see uh, up here in New England. Um, but AP, hard to believe we're here we are again at the end of uh, our third segment. So why don't we take our last break and show a few more things to get to on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network. And let's talk football. Thunder chickens beware. We're coming for you. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, it's all about the Spring Gobbler Smackdown and our panel of pros are out for beards. Joining us is David Blanton of Bill Jordan's Realtree Outdoors and Monster Bucks, outdoor writer M.D. Johnson, and Pete Muller from the National Wild Turkey Federation. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers Alabama football and many other sports as well. And before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is a preseason game tonight, which is the Ravens-Colts. And the reason I'm picking it for appointment viewing is because, Andrew, we're going to get to watch Andrew Luck for the first time in what seems like forever throw a football. And uh, it's going to be great. Apparently, he's going to play the whole first half. And uh, AP, I, for one, uh, I just can't wait to sit down and watch Andrew Luck. I'm really excited. I mean, he is a potential transcendent player. He certainly was in college. And given, I I think I heard it's been something like 550 days or whatever since he's We've seen him throw football in a game. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, very long time. He he was the quarterback when he came out. Was he the same year? Maybe RG three or there was a couple other people. And he was my pick out of that group to be the best. And I still think that can happen if he's healthy. I always enjoyed watching him play. He was big, had a strong arm. He could move around. He could make some yardage if he had to. If he was flushed out of the pocket. Uh, I just like him, and I like his personality too. Oh, absolutely! No, he was, uh, you know, and he produced his first couple of years. I mean, you know, uh, they were making the playoffs. They were playing the Patriots in some playoff games and whatnot up here that I witnessed. And uh, so, yeah, no, he he is again. He, he's he's an all timer uh, based on his college career and and super super intelligent as well. Uh, he, he's he's got it all. Literally, and you know, it would have been really, really sad for him not to, you know, have a return to football. I mean, we don't know what it holds. Everybody, I'm sure, is a little nervous out there in Indy Land, uh, as our football fans, like me and you. I mean, 
uh, he's been missed. And here we are. And, you know, tonight it feels like we can really finally sit and watch him play, you know, for what appears to be like the whole first half. So should be interesting. You know, it's just really everybody just wants to see, does he still have the strong arm? That's what I think everybody's looking to see, given that horrific shoulder injury and the mystery surrounding it, the rehab, all of it. Yeah, he's, he's a very good quarterback, cerebral, and like I say, had, had a strong arm. But, yeah, you want to see if he's able to come back from that serious injury. That, that's a big question mark before people move forward with any projections as, as how his career will, you know, happen. Big question mark, AP. And he's been giving, you know, part of the reason that, you know, the appetite is whetted is because, Andrew Luck has been giving some interviews in recent weeks, and he is just practically euphoric and referencing the fact that it did cross his mind as to whether or not he would ever play again. Uh, we're hearing that for the first time. And again, it's just been one of those strange injuries that's been uh, mired in mystery for a long, long time, <laughs> well over a year. And uh, nobody just seemed to know what was going on. Uh, but, you know, that's all ancient history for the time being. Uh, and I think I even heard a remark this morning that if it were regular season, he'd be good to go for the entire game. Obviously, it's a preseason game, so slated for the first half. So should be it should be fairly intriguing. Absolutely. Yes, no doubt about it. And just real quickly... Uh, we were talking earlier about BC, Boston College, hosting both Clemson and Miami. So they're bringing Miami in here on a rare Friday night game. I only have a couple of those a year. Uh, Friday night, October 26th. Uh, you may remember a couple of years ago, they brought in USC and BC on a Friday night. And BC uh, beat them up pretty good. And you see it, USC at the time was one of the top teams in the country. Uh, and then on November 10th, Clemson is coming to town. So, AP, what I always like to say about BC, both in, in both football and basketball, you've heard me say this many times, is, you know, uh, once every few years, three to five years, they basically shock the world and pull, by pulling off an upset of epic proportions, be it in basketball or football, and... When I look at this schedule, AP, I, I see that uh, this could be the year for one of those coming up again. Uh, uh, just going back a couple of years ago, they did it in basketball and they beat Syracuse, who was like 30-0 at the time, out in the Carrier Dome. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, I could see them, uh, I could see them beating potentially Miami or Clemson this year at home, especially if AJ Dillon has the kind of year that at running back that people were uh, predicting. Yeah, because, you know, B.C., uh, Coach Adazio, he'll punish you if he has that lead. He's relentless with that ground game, and it gives that team such confidence when you're in, – in the game of football, if you're beating someone at the point of attack, that gives everybody so much confidence. And, and, you know, it's like in basketball, if you can't stop somebody down low in the paint, you don't have a chance because no matter how many three-pointers you make or, you know – they're scoring at will in the in the box like that in the paint. It's uh, it's it just it just breaks everybody's uh, 
concentration, and you know you can't you can't get past that that defeated attitude type of thing that's going on in the middle of the game. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah, that is their uh, that's their calling card. Uh, they're a team that you don't want to let you know get the lead because if they get the lead, uh, they're one of the best at grinding it out uh, and holding that lead. So ball possession, just like you said. So, oh yeah, no, no. So I'm looking forward to those games with BC because uh, Coach Adazio he does a good job. No doubt about it. Should be fun, AP. So yeah, it's uh, uh, here we go. Hard to believe. Uh, you know, football is really, really, really here. I think the first game is next week. I know the first game is next week. So it's on. And just to round out uh, for our fans listening. Uh, Alabama and Clemson one and two in the Associated Press pool. Georgia number three, Wisconsin four, Ohio State five, Washington six, Oklahoma seven, Miami eight, Auburn nine. I'm rounding out the top ten, Penn State. So here we go, AP. Sure to be another great year. Oh yeah, John. It sure will be. Just one thing about Wisconsin: they have to go to Michigan, at Northwestern, at Penn State. And, and at Iowa. So that's a pretty tough road schedule. It sure is. Yep. Well aware they're coming to Penn State. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Big Ten looking like a powerful conference uh, this year. Big Ten and SEC are, are, seem to be at the top of, uh, you know, the top two conferences heading into this year and based on preseason picks, what have you. So, AP, I just can't thank you enough. And, uh, again, before you know it, we're going to be doing it for real, talking about real games. So can't wait. And it's right around the corner. <laughs> hey, John, my pleasure. I really look forward to college football here again. All right. Thanks again for calling in. And, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.